Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 158, the calling for Rand Carthon's job one hour into the legal tampering period <laughs> because he didn't overpay for Mike McGlinchey of Sodes. <laughs> Yeah, day one was a little stressful for Titans fans. I mean, just looking through social media and especially on Twitter, um, some early overreactions from the Titans really just kind of staying put. But, you know, the teams that are active on day one are the are the big spenders, the dudes who go out there and make the big splashes in the free agency pool. That was never going to be the Titans. The, the, and we've seen it. We'll talk about some of the guys they've signed. None of these guys oh, yeah. are home run signings. Like, they didn't have to jump on them early. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things. I think it's just like, I think it's just where the, the current state of the Titans are and where last season left off and where we're at right now. We're hungry as a fan base. I don't, I don't, I was one of those people that was not necessarily that soon, but when you see all these moves getting made and the Titans just kind of sitting idle and it was like really for the whole first day, it wasn't really until day two of the legal tampering period that the Titans started tampering and uh, it, it 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 brought a little bit of nervousness to my heart. I was like, okay, what's going on? But uh, you're right. It's okay that the Titans did not overpay for Mike McGlinchey. <laughs> Great yeah. name. Uh, that that so title came to us via Eldon English at Strike One One Three. One of the, one of our favorite Tuppers out there. Thank you, Eldon. That was very funny. So title. Um, if you'd like to submit a so title for next week, just tweet at us with something obscure about the Titans, and we'll name the so that and give you credit for it. Got a uh, got a big show today. Got a big podcast today. It's a head on a swivel type of sode. Okay, it is one that news will probably be breaking while we are recording this podcast. Now, by the time this thing drops, you you will have already known all of this news that we're going to hit you with throughout this zone, but you get our live real-time reactions. Hopefully like some big fun news does break during the podcast. Jack and I were in a live stream last year during the draft for A to Z sports when they traded AJ Brown. That was not a fun new breaking news no. moment and uh, not hoping for the same, but, uh, uh, but the, uh, like, like right now, as we speak, as we're doing this cold open, the Titans have tender tendered restricted free agents, uh, center Aaron Brewer and Tier Tart, along with exclusive rights free agents for Naquan Jones. So uh, both Brewer and Tarts are second round tenders. I'm going to be honest. I don't even fully know what that means, but there, <laughs> I, that's the kind of breaking news that we hit, that we get hit with right here in the cold open of the show. We've got a lot to get into uh, those that have come in. Those have come out. We're going to celebrate the new NFL year together. 
And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a great, so, so uh, wild ride. So we appreciate you guys joining us for uh, this week. Jack, is there anything I'm forgetting before, before we move on to uh, our friends with relax the back? No, it's uh 3 PM on Wednesday, just to give you guys kind of a, you know, behind the, the curtain look into what it's like real time right now while we're recording. So Things could happen from now until midnight when you guys are going to turn us on or, you know, Thursday morning. We're a day late, but we're going to make up for it. We're not going to be a dollar short. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to react to all of the Titans moves. But first, could, let's could be word. could be like 70. We could be like 75 cents short, but but we'll, we yeah. promise it will not be a full dollar short. No, no, not a full dollar short. But first, uh, let me tell you guys about Relax the Back. Uh, if you're if you're a stressed out Titans fan, like I know some of you are right now, you, you know you're expecting all this change, and the Titans are adding some of these some of these pieces. They're role players um, for for a few of these guys. But if you're stressed out, Relax the Back team can help you relax and unwind. Um, I know a lot of you guys would like to work better, live better, and feel better every single day. And if you're like me, you struggle with insomnia and posture issues that don't really help that. But at Relax the Back, they've got a variety of chairs to combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting all day at work, hunched over on their desk, working, or um, maybe crying into your own hands if you don't like some of the moves that have been made. But they've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night so those moves that Rand Carthon is, is making aren't making you restless throughout the night. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you're unable to get there in person, check them out online. You can check out their whole selection, zero gravity chairs. They've got it all. Stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is March 16th, the day later than when we normally drop. 2023, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Five, four, three, two, one. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year! We did it! May all acquaintance be forgotten. What is up, Flameheads? This is um, <coughs> Happy New Year. This is a, a glorious day. Because everything that uh, that you remember of the 2022 year, which none of it was probably good, other than that one Week 12 win in uh, in Green Bay on God, Thursday so night, good. that was pretty awesome. That was great. That was that was the one good thing from 2022. Uh, everything else pretty much sucked. We can put it all officially behind us. That's last year. Okay, if people want to, if Jaguars fans want to dog the Titans being uh lousy and losing seven straight to end the year and completely blowing the division lead. You say, Hey, quit living in the past Jags fans. We're <laughs> this is, this is right here right now. Okay. It's a new year, new me. 
New year, new tea inside of a flaming circle. All right. That's what we're going with. And with all of that said, maybe Matthew McConaughey was right because as he says in those Lincoln commercials, sometimes you got to go back to actually move forward. And before we go into anything about this new Tennessee Titans, new look Tennessee Titans team, we got to pay homage to one of our own. Oh, no. To an uncle that we lost. In fact, I'll go ahead. Uh, uh, the man who gave us our show title this week, Elton English, at Shrike113 on Twitter, tweeted at Tighten Up Pod, saying, Uncle NWI, gone but not forgotten. R.I.P. Nick Westbrook Akine. He's not dead. We just hope he's resting peacefully. And honestly, I don't think I could have said it better myself. So let's take a moment now to for, an, for a moment of silence for our fallen soldier, NWI. Love is blind that I knew my heart was blinded by you have kissed your lips and held your head shared your dreams and shared your bed i know you well i know your smell i've been addicted to you goodbye my lover goodbye my friend you have been the one you have been the one for me goodbye my lover goodbye my friend you have been the one you have been the one for me. This, I, Jack, this this one hurts. I'll be honest. Look, we and and I'm not just saying that because he was our only in into that Titans locker room. He was like our one connection. I mean, I guess maybe him and Mason Kinsey, but he he on some weeks was an actual starter, and um, it hurts. <laughs> it, it hurts because we we truly. We truly lost our one connection to this team. Yeah, he grew up right in front of our eyes, didn't he, Austin? UDFA turned mm -hmm. starter, uh, accidentally finishes second in receiving for the Titans um, to no fault of his own, to mainly the fault of everyone around him and the front office. But in WI, you say accidentally. Moments. You said accidentally because we all expected him to finish first. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. NWI yeah. wide receiver one. Those days were great. Um, we'll always have the Billy White Shoes Johnson touchdown dance. Yeah, that was um, so or, cool. Or should that I was... say, Billy Billy White Shoes Johnson will always have the Nick Westbrook Akine dance. That's the better way of putting it. This is right up there to me with Steve McNair going to Baltimore, Derek Mason going to Baltimore. Mm. I mean, wherever Derek Henry goes after he leaves. That, that's whoa, that's, whoa, that's whoa, how, that, whoa, that's whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, let's first of all, I think 22 is going to retire a Titan. Okay. Hopefully. And, uh, he's got, he's got like four more years left in the tank. Trust me. Um, but yeah, this one, this one does stink. I understand the move by the Titans. Look, they want to get faster. They want to get, um, I guess longer and just a slightly more athletic than NWI. Um, they also must want but, to get less attractive though. Oh, without question. NWI's they probably looks, want to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're looking for that. more of a. Yeah, more of a thirst trap. Someone who is better on Instagram, probably. Who they're not going to find a them. little more. 
frequently. <laughs> They're not going to find a better looking wide receiver out there. I'll t- I can tell you that much. It's it's a big loss. I mean, NWI. He look. He stepped into his role. A lot of a lot of fans would get on to him for no reason, just because you know you got to blame somebody in the wide receiver room, and everybody kind of counted out Robert Woods. And NWI has been here the longest, which is crazy to think about. It's crazy to think that NWI is the most tenured Titan in that wide receivers room, but. He's moving on. I, you know, he's going to get paid by somebody, not a ton of money, but uh, more than the Titans would probably like to pay him. So it's it's good for him. He leveled up, you know, um, price of the bricks going up for NWI. I just really hope he doesn't land with a divisional rival. But um, if he does, at least we'll get to see him twice a year. But it's tough news. It's, it's absolutely tough news. And they dropped it. it I believe it was uh, Terry McCormick who broke the news around 11 p.m. on Tuesday night. Kind of just to slip it under there, just because he knew how much that this would break the hearts of Titans fans. Yeah, yeah, it was it was brutal learning that, and um, you know, I I, I hopefully uh, our guy NWI will land on his feet, and wherever he does, say it be with I don't know, like, like the Arizona Cardinals or something, then I guess we've just got to become like the seeing red zone podcast or whatever uh whatever the hell their their chant is so we will probably land wherever nwi lands just so we have an in into the nfl um because that's really all we're looking for i'd like to think Um, the next time nwi faces the titans he's going to give us one more roughing the punter penalty just as a just as a (laughs) thank you oh man and with all of that said, let's keep up. Let's keep on brand with the out with the old. Um, got a lot of guys that will no longer be Titans because they have signed elsewhere and some familiar names and some names of some good guys that honestly, I think Titans fans were not expecting to part ways with, but ultimately we have. And we're, let's just go ahead and break these things down. Like, like I think the most shocking and the one that hurt the most Probably David Long Jr. signing with the Miami Dolphins because he really kind of stepped into his role this year and became a very valuable piece of the Titans defense. Yeah. And I don't know. That one sucked to see. Losing Long was a bit of a surprise. And when you saw his price tag, which was two years and $11 million, that shocked me. Because David Long has gotten better with each year. Now, health has been an issue. He's got that nagging hamstring, and Rabel kind of called him out as a repeat offender towards the end of the season when, you, you know, the entire team essentially was on the IR. But he he had taken major strides as a pass defender. He was a tackling machine. He brought the thump. He always played well against mobile quarterbacks. We talked about him at length at times when, when yeah. the Titans would face guys like Lamar Jackson. Um so it's a surprise to me that he they they let him walk. But again, it's this is kind of Rabel laying down the law saying, look, if you're one of those soft tissue guys like Christian Fulton, you know, you better watch out because if you're not on the field, we 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 say it here. The best ability is availability. If you're not available consistently for the Titans, then Rabel's gonna move on. Yeah, it's um it, this is like kind of I, I I keep going. I think I referenced it last week uh, on the sode, but it goes back to that Paul Kaharski tweet where, you know, yeah, you're losing some talent and you're losing some guys that are good, but again, they were guys that weren't available for you. 
when you needed them and the best ability availability. And if it, it's like that with David long, it's also like that with another guy, they lost Nate Davis, who is apparently got sucked into that pipeline from Nashville to Chicago. I, and I, I, I say that from experience. Cause I was, I feel like sucked into that thing first, then Kari Blasing game. Then, uh, then uh, De- Devontae Evans, or uh, I mean, uh, Darrington Evans. Dane Crookshank. And then Dane Crookshank, thank you. And then uh, and then now Nate Davis and the, the next guy, I'll go ahead and just drop his name too, Demarcus Walker. Two guys that uh, had really solid years for you. Nate Davis was very solid for multiple years. Demarcus Walker put up a career best seven and a half sacks last season, uh, put together a monster year, but... And a lot of people, like from 670, the score here in Chicago, they've been turning to me. Hey, what do you know about Nate Davis? What do you know about Demarcus Walker? I told them I like both those signings for Chicago. I think they're great. I'm also, it's not an end-all be-all that they're no longer Titans as a Titans fan. Like, I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over it. I like Nate Davis a lot. He was a he was a guy on an abysmal offensive line this year, last year that you know was at least one of the reliable ones. But again, he only played in 12 games. Uh, the uh, DeMarcus Walker, he he's a guy, this will now be, the Bears will now be his fourth team in four years. And him putting up his best number of sacks by over three last year with the Titans. Bears fans were asking me, why would the Titans let a guy go coming off of a career year like that? And I said, well, this is, and this is my take on this whole thing, on DeMarcus Walker. This is him being on his fourth team in four years and putting up over three sacks more than his career best with the Titans tells me he was more of a schematic fit to the Titans. That's not a shot at Demarcus Walker. To me, that's a credit to Mike Vrabel and the defense that he's put around and also playing alongside guys like Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree to where you're probably going to leave yourself wide open for sack opportunities. That to me is one of the reasons why Harold Landry became one of the best uh, pass rushers in the sport. A guy named Harold led the Titans in sacks. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> the, the thing about Demarcus Walker in the Titans is he, look, he was supposed to be a rotational piece on that defensive front. Um, injuries and everything. saw you know, gave him more playing time and he took advantage of that playing time. The bears are in a position to where they can buy high. Like this is this is as high as Walker's value has been or maybe will ever be. But with the, the the salary cap space the Bears have, they can they can go out and sign him. Like the Titans spending seven million dollars a year on the guy, that doesn't make sense for them. So that's okay. I'm not I'm not upset that they lost him. Yeah. I'm happy for him. He had a great right. year and he, you know his value shot through the roof and exceeded what the Titans had in the budget. So that that's something that doesn't make sense. Nate Davis Kind of the same thing. Look, he, he's he's reliable when he's in there, but he hasn't played a full season since 2020. And, you know, three years, $30 million. Once again, a guy the Bears have enough money to kind of take a shot on. Like, he, he's a competent right guard. He He's going to do some good things. He was a little up and down over the last year or two. But he's an upgrade for the Bears at right guard. The Titans may want to get younger, may want to get cheaper at the position. Um, they, so they bring in Daniel Brunskill, who we'll talk about soon. And I think he accomplishes that it's it, it, Nate Davis and DeMarcus Walker, both through their performance, price themselves out of the Titans budget. And that's all right. You know, you're going to have some turnover. It's football. 
you just, you know, in free agency, a lot of the time, the teams end up spending the most, don't always have the most success in the long term. Sure, they'll they'll pick up some wins like the Jags did last season uh, by, by signing a bunch of dudes in free agency. But over time, those contracts add up, and then you're back in the same spot you were before. You're sitting on your hands. You're hamstrung by long deals, and the Titans want to shed that. They've showed you that with these moves. They're trying to shed the big deals, bring in younger, cheaper options that maybe haven't peaked yet in the NFL that their, their value hasn't touched its ceiling yet. Like, like Walker and Davis have. So, you know, it's, it sucks that you lose a right guard and now you have to completely rebuild on the offensive line. But I think it's a, it's a smart move long-term for the Titans. Rabel hinted at that. I think it was at the uh, combine where he said like, you know, we could see up to five new guys on the offensive line. Like he, he was not coy about it. It was, he basically, told us what to expect. And now here we are rebuilding an entire offensive line. And, and uh, which I'm again, I'm okay with. That's not like there were no pieces of last year's offensive line that I was like, I mean, look, Ben Jones, it sucks to lose him. Nate Davis, it sucks to lose him, but the product was not there last year and they're aging guys. They're older. Like maybe it is time to move on and start over from scratch on the offensive line. And I like, Re, like rebuilding an entire offensive line rather than rebuilding an entire team. That to me is okay because you can go out and you can get pieces. And then when it comes to the defensive line, like Demarcus Walker, I'm not the defensive line to me for the Titans is like linebackers at Penn state. It's like wide receivers <laughs> at Tennessee, you know, like it's, it's, it's like nerds at Vanderbilt. Okay. Hey. Like you lose one, you lose one. You're just going to go and develop another one. Like it's, it's just um, like the Titans are defensive line. You of the NFL. And I think that, and that's, that's a credit to Vrabel. It's a credit to his defensive staff. And I think that as long as they have Jeffrey Simmons, the pieces around him are going to flourish because he's going to command so much attention. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It sucks because he was, I would like to see the upside that he has next year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of fall in his numbers a little bit in Chicago. Whereas what he could have done if he would have stayed in, uh, if the Titans would have kept him on board, but look, well, that's, so that's, point, that's though. out. It, it's a good right? point that you made that the Titans can kind of just plug and play just random dudes off the street on, def, uh, on the defensive line. And they come in and perform. Yeah. We saw Mario Edwards last year. He had three sacks. Rashad Weaver stepped up. He had five and a half. Demarcus Walker was the standout there, but you know he's now getting paid by someone else. They they've had dudes just pop up and wind up on top of quarterbacks in the backfield. Like I and and we'll talk about Arden Key, who kind of replaces Walker in that sense. I think he's an upgrade at that position. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll we're going to get to him in just a second. Um, Jack, I think the Titans could honestly run a three-five uh, defense and put us on uh, each defensive end alongside Jeffrey Simmons. And we'd combine for 12 and a half sacks throughout the year. Like no quite, no doubt in my mind. Just by being the guy that falls on the quarterback, like after the sacks already <laughs> happened, you know, you get a half and they just keep adding up. Well, no, yeah, we, we would chase, chase the quarterback out of bounds and get credit for that sack. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, so now let's get to in with the new. Okay. And the thing I love about free agency is like you, the Titans could literally sign anyone and everyone. And this is not Titans fans thing. This is an every NFL team thing. 
you sign someone in free agency and all of a sudden it, you're like jacked. You get yourself so hyped to see that person in your team's colors. Case in point, last year when the Titans signed Robert Woods, we were like, oh, yeah, let's go. Bobby Trees, come on. Like we were jacked. And then it was like, and then like end of the year, you're like, okay, yeah, that, that one did not turn out the way we had, we had <laughs> hoped. But, you know, you get guys like that. And so this week, I, this is the start of the new year. Free agency just kicked off literally minutes ago from when we're recording this. But uh, the week kind of kicked off on Monday because as of noon on Monday, legal tampering began. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there was so much tampering that there was there was tampering over here. There was tampering over there. People were tamping off and tamping on. There was it was a lot of tamping. And frankly, I love it. Mostly because I like to say the word tamping. <laughs> it is tampering to me is just a funny word. But if you if the if the NFL is going to make tampering legal, you better believe that NFL teams are going to do it. Hell, they're doing it when it's illegal. So you know they're going to do it if they it's like legalizing marijuana. You know, like if if they stop drug testing guys, dudes are going to be smoking joints on the field. Okay. So the NFL said, Yeah, you guys can tamper for three days leading up to the NFL. And teams were tampering. Everyone, except for the Tennessee Titans at first. It was a slow rolling train. Okay. It was kind of like Derrick Henry in a season where it was like, you know, it takes a little bit to get him going. But then once you get he gets going, oh baby, when he puts that head down, you can cancel Christmas. It is that is that sort of thing for the Titans because the Titans they started off the tampering period while teams are signing offensive guards and linemen and and tackles and every left and right offensive linemen are flying off the shelves, and it, it it's like when the first snowfall in Nashville hits, you're like you if you don't get that milk and bread soon, you're gonna miss out. That's what it felt like for for Titans fans. We don't get that offensive line soon. We're going to miss out. But don't worry. In comes Rand Carthon with his first tamp of the year. Signed a backup tackle from the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Dillard, look, he lost his job. He was a first rounder in 2019. So we, we talk about, you know, buying low, selling high. Like this is buying low on Andre Dillard. He lost his job the following season when he tore his bicep. And has kind of been playing behind Ooh. Jordan Mailata in Philadelphia, which is who is a uh, gonna gonna have some Pro Bowls by by the time his career ends. But Dillard like brings versatility as well. Like he, against the Titans in the blowout, they lined him up at right guard uh, to to end the game, and he played at left guard during that game as well. So he can move around. But the thing about Dillard that excites me, he is an elite pass protector, and. Yeah. Do you remember who the Titans had at left tackle last year? Dennis Daly. He was the worst pass protector in NFL history. Almost. At w- least. Was he? What was he? Are you sure about that? Uh, he, he, yeah, he, he was up there. He, he was one of the worst okay. of all time. Well, at least one of the worst have... Titans left tackles in history. All right. I'll, I'll have to take your word for it on that one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we just agree to disagree on that one. I, yeah. I you know. think I, he I felt like you think he was OK? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think maybe, I maybe people are just cutting up. They're what what they're doing is they're cutting up the uh, all the the bad plays he had, and they're not showing the good ones. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm sure that's what's going on. <laughs> but Dillard's, a, I 
uh, Dillard's a good a uh, good addition, I think. You know, three year deal, twenty nine million dollars. It's like essentially what they paid Nate Davis, but at left tackle. Sure, some might 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 chalk it up as an overpay just because you know he ha- he doesn't have a lot of starts recently, but I, I think it works. He's twenty eight years old and he deserves another shot. He's kind of like the Ryan Tannehill of left tackles when Tannehill came over yeah. from Miami. Like you know, cool. he's got what it takes to start, but he's not going to find it. You know, he's not going to find that what you know his his way in Philadelphia. So bring him into Tennessee. There's an open position. There's an open competition. He should fit in at left tackle. Right. And this isn't a guy like Dennis Daly, who was like a backup in Carolina of all places. Okay. This is a guy who was backing up in Philadelphia, who without a doubt had the best offensive line in football last year. So if you're going to be backing up any team, I'd be okay with him backing up that crew up in Philly. Uh, That is, that is, I think is, is, Something to remember. It, it's it's a point about where they come from, kind of like uh, uh, Aziz Al Shayer, which we will get to here in just a second. Back up in uh, in in San Francisco, a pretty good defensive unit to back up. So it's you you kind of have to like put it all into context. But uh, yeah, three year, twenty nine million for Andre Dillard and um, a guy who's no stranger to Nashville as. Um, Remember the 2019 NFL draft? He I do. was drafted at that draft. He was in attendance there, first year, uh, first round pickup uh, by the Eagles that year. So that, uh, so he's familiar with Lower Broad, I guess I'll say, which That's is better thing. than the uh, the streets of Charlotte Pike, which is former offensive linemen for the Titans have um, have full awareness of if made their mark quite literally on Charlotte Pike. <laughs> yeah, if um, you catch my literal drift. <laughs> Another thing about Andre Dillard, during the season, a lot of Titans fans and, and Titans media members kind of circled him on the short list of players the Titans should trade for to bolster their offensive line. Well, the Titans don't give up any picks. They go out and sign him. So it, it's, it's. I mean, I, I think they liked the fit last season, but they weren't willing to go out and give up a draft pick. They know how valuable draft picks are going to be. So I, I, I like it. I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they do around him to kind of give me a better picture of what the offensive line might look like next year. But right now, I've got him slotted in at left tackle across, you know, opposite from NPF at right tackle. Now all you got to do is solidify the interior of that offensive line. I I like it. It's pass protection, and you want to turn the page. You want to you want to move this offense towards you know the passing game and kind of spice it up. Well, go out and get you some guys who can who can protect your quarterback. Yeah, I like that. It does kind of feel like the Titans schematically are moving to more of a pass-happy offense, uh, which I feel like that's a little bit of Rand's thumbprint on this team, uh, which I'm okay with. You know, like I'm okay with Derrick Henry getting fewer touches as long as you have the weapons to contribute to the ball to. Last year, the Titans didn't have that. So Derrick Henry kind of, you were forced to give him the ball because that was the only offense you had. Um I'm okay with still having him as a threat in your backfield, but this offense was at its best when they had guys to throw the, throw the football to. I liked it in theory when you had Julio Jones and AJ Brown on, on this Titans roster, you know, it was, you had weapons on the outside and Derrick Henry. So making defenses choose what they had to do against you. Hopefully now going back to a passing offense. Now you still need the weapons. It's still very important, 
but I think it starts with that offensive line. And if you get offensive line, who's a solid pass blocking offensive line, you're not going to see Ryan Tannehill on his back six times a game, which is a step up from what you got last year. And then so, teams or defenses uh, start having to respect the pass, which opens things up for Derrick Henry on the ground. I mean, it's just right. It's it's, it's exactly the transformation and it, the facelift of the Titans. Has to, yeah, it has to work in unison all together. Um, where uh, where do we want to go next, Jack? I mean, I, I think we go Aziz Al Shair because I think that's the okay. most exciting signing for me. You know, a guy who played. Okay, let's start it, with. I was going to say you mentioned you you want to get a guy if you're going to get a backup, at least get a backup from, you know, a, a a team or a unit that has excelled, and that's exactly what Aziz Al Shair's done. I mean, he was playing behind Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, but due to injuries, he's got starting experience. He started oh, yeah. a handful of games in the league, 31 starts in his four years. So he, he's going to fit right in. That's your David Long replacement right there. Yeah. Uh, let's start by doing this. Aziz Al Shire, right? Shire. Isn't that correct? Shire. Shire. Okay. Aziz Al Shire. 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 Is Paul Karski, Paul, yeah, Paul Karski came through with a pronunciation of it, which is okay. See, which I, the, is, which is the kind pronunciation of BS I, in my I mind. got was was Shire, um, but okay. So where was, Nick, where was Nick Westbrook? Shire. Where was Nick Westbrook Aquino's pronunciation tweet? You know, that's a good point. Now that we get another hyphen. Point, we get another hyphenated last name, and all of a sudden, everyone knows how to pronounce it. Well, except for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Nick Westbrook Akine is on on the outs, and you're thinking, okay, good, finally, a team, fifty three guys of names that I can pronounce, and then in walks Aziz Al Shire, um, which, uh, look, I look, I love, uh, I love. There's a lot we can do with Aziz. We're a big name podcast, okay. There's a lot we can do with Aziz. I'm I'm looking forward to this guy, but I am I'm looking forward to him, especially because he brings some speed to this defense, and again. Goes back to Rand's thumbprint where he's like, we got to get faster. We have to get faster on both sides of the football. And speed kills in the NFL. I have no problem with that. I'm all for getting faster. And Aziz legit brings that in into play. One-year deal, $6 million. It's a prove-it contract. He's going to be a full-time starter for the first time in his career. He, you, you mentioned it. He brings speed to the defense. It's it's another buy low. They're buying low on a guy who has you know a high ceiling. The first thing I do when the Titans make a move, you go under the tweet of the person who broke it, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero. It's usually one of those three. You go under it and you see a Titans fan comment, 49ers fans, what do you <laughs> think? And I found that comment. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And every reply under it was, he starts for 31 teams in the league. Just the Niners didn't have a spot for him because they got Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. And I love to hear that. Right. That's the Deonta Foreman of linebackers, basically. It I is, like that, too. It, it is a guy who you know can game, just didn't have the opportunity to do so in his, in his home market. Now, a lot of Titans fans are, I don't want to say concerned because I don't think it's at that level yet, but getting nervous that a few of these signings that ran has made already have come straight from San Francisco where a lot of they're starting to form as there is a Nashville to Chicago pipeline and a Nashville to Atlanta pipeline. There's, 
they're, they're building a pipeline going across the country from the Bay Area to Nashville. And people are like, should we be worried that this guy, this GM that we bring in from San Francisco is only signing San Francisco guys? And my response to that is, again, kind of like what I was saying earlier. He's not bringing in guys from Carolina or Cleveland. You know, he's not bringing in guys from Houston. He's bringing in guys from San Francisco, a franchise that has been pretty solid over the last decade plus, been to two Super Bowls in the last 15 years. So, yeah, I'd say that's, uh, I'd be okay bringing in guys from a San Francisco franchise. Uh, If you're going to, if you're going to, you know, like the imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. If you want to imitate the Niners, I'm all for it. That's cool with me. Another thing about Aziz Aziz Al-Shair, he is as tough as they come. In college at FAU, he played through. He played three months on a torn UCL in your elbow. That MLB pitchers who tear that are out for over a year. Okay, and you know a, a fun fact about him that I read: uh, ho- got, hockey players who do hockey players who do that though they don't miss a shift. No, no, no. <laughs> Another fun fact about him is he's got seven siblings. He doesn't come from much because he led his family out of the house out of their house when he smelled smoke. It burned down. He led his family to safety. And didn't grow up with much. Was eating like one meal a day for like throughout his childhood. So like he is, a, he's perfect. He's tough. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I just, I just love the fit. And I think that this, I think, uh, I think he breaks out in Tennessee. I think this is his big, his big breakout season. And maybe he outprices himself for the Titans next year. But I just, I just love everything that I've read about the guy. That's perfect for when the Titans pyrotechnic machines break down and there's a fire on the field. He can lead the Titans out of the, the stadium safely. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't know the next time pyrotechnics are going to be out in Nissan stadium, but if they ever come out again, <laughs> yeah, he's at least a good fire marshal on the sideline. Hey, look, you know, that, that new turf is going to be highly flammable. <laughs> Uh, and then, um, I, I know I'm, I know I'm forgetting, uh, someone, oh, oh, freaking Arden key. We referenced him earlier. So late last night after, after the Titans were like, Hey, we're, we're parting ways with Titan up podcast, favorite Nick Westbrook, Akine. And we all mourned the sorrowful loss of America's favorite and best looking wide receiver. We then got news that they were signing Arden Key, which going back to Dennis Daly, a guy who straight up bulldozed Dennis Daly last year and made for one hell of a clip uh, against the Jaguars, which was comedic in a lot of ways. However, um, it's funnier now knowing that both of those guys were are, are like one is now no longer a Titan and the other one is. So it's kind of like that that table. It's like my how the turntables that is that uh, watching that clip brings whole new life. Now I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Arden key run over Dennis Daly's ass. Blow that dude up. And uh, because now he is he is he is a Tennessee Titan. He's a younger. Uh, he is a younger Demarcus Walker. He is uh, same and I contract. cheaper. Oh, OK. Same contract. So the same exact contract. same contract. But but younger and in in a lot of ways more talented, more athletic. Didn't put up quite the numbers that uh, 
Demarcus Walker did, but Arden Key also didn't play on a defensive line where he won't be the number one focus on the defensive line. Yeah, and that's he what was, he's getting in Tennessee. He was a rotational player in Jacksonville, just like Walker was here. But unlike in Nashville, the Jags did the whole defensive line didn't get hurt during the season. So he didn't have the same opportunities that Walker did. Still put up good numbers. Four and a half sacks last year with Jacksonville. And I think SEC fans will remember him from being the best pass rusher in the SEC when he was at LSU. He was dominant on that defensive line. And just like Aziz Al-Shair, comes from San Fran. His best season in the NFL came in 2021 when he put up six and a half sacks with the Niners. He's explosive. He's fast. He's strong. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I know that the numbers are going to go against me here, but I believe that Arden Key is an upgrade from Demarcus Walker. And like we said with Aziz, this is a big name podcast. We love names. And Arden Key, you kidding me? I'm getting Arden just thinking about the number of puns we can make with <laughs> Key in them. <laughs> I hate that you've already gotten that far with that, honestly. Like, I mean, I've, I've just been focusing on Key. <laughs> But no, you mean I've gotten you're... that far that I'm, I've gotten that far in with it. Am I right? OK, well, we're, we're, look, this is we're still early. <laughs> We've only had him for one day. Wait, look, it's it's off season for us, too. OK, <laughs> we've got plenty of time to work on this. I uh, yeah, it is. It is quite the uh, I, it's exciting right now. I look, I, I we know because this is the Titan Up podcast and the Titans love hitting us with a Wednesday afternoon news dump, and yet this is dropping on a Thursday, we know that the Titans are only going to delay their Wednesday afternoon news dump to a Thursday afternoon news dump. So there will be more signings, more big names, probably that the Titans will go after. Maybe a Jeff Simmons deal gets done. Who knows? Hopefully. Um, it's got to be soon. Hopefully. You, know, you, you go out there and you patch up some of the holes that you have, and you look at the money you have left and then you learn or you can figure out kind of how to structure Simmons deal. I think that's important. I, I, I truly believe that's why they haven't gotten it done yet. And before we, before we move totally on Daniel Brunskill, another Niners guy that they brought in. Oh, right, 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 right. He's a very, he, uh, very athletic, uh, 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 tackle is he, he's a tackle, he's a, right? Right. Right. Guards where he's probably going to find time. He played in 492 okay. snaps for the Niners last year. Zero sacks allowed. Another oh guy. Gosh. You want to you you turn your offense into an offense that can pass? You get dudes who can pass protect. Daniel Brunskill could do that. He's cheaper. He's, a, he's 29 years old. He's got 42 starts and four years of experience. So, I mean, he, he's a guy that could fit right in at right guard and a cheap option. And if he can play somewhat close to the level that Nate Davis was playing at, that's a, that's, that's a huge win for the Titans in free agency. Did I see a highlight of him manhandling um, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald? Yes. Yeah. Great film. Which I, I know it was literally only one clip that I saw on Twitter, but honestly, that's all I need to see. That's all I need that's to it. see. That, to me, even if he got manhandled by Aaron Donald in literally every other snap of that game, I don't care. He manhandled Aaron Donald. And for that, I love this guy for, for multiple reasons. One, because he's now on the Titans offensive line. But two, because he manhandled Aaron Donald, leaving one less play for Aaron Donald to dominate, allowing Jeff Simmons to sneak in as the NFL's next Aaron Donald. Huh? You see what I'm doing there? I see what you're doing there. So the Titans now, their offensive line looks like Brunskill at right guard, NPF at right tackle, Dillard at left tackle. 
So the Titans may not be drafting a tackle like we'd thought for all of this time in the, in the with the first round pick at eleven. Well, well, the I mean, look don't you don't underestimate could. the don't underestimate the Titans' ability to surprise us on draft night. Okay, you still could, and you could kick Dillard in at left guard and put Paris Johnson out at left tackle. But I mean, I, I truly I, just kind of like last year. I don't really know where they're going to go with their first round pick. Also, speaking of the first round pick, you know, the Titans are picking at number 11. Jalen Carter had his pro day today. And I did you see any of the reports out of this pro day or to see any of the clips out of this pro day? I haven't. The thing with Jalen Carter is with me is he's got the red flags that Isaiah Wilson had. He's coming from Georgia and mm-hmm. man, making that same mistake twice. And, and it's a lot different at 11 than it is in the mid twenties. That Dude, would it, kill. It, it's, it is quite possible that Jalen Carter could fall to 11. A guy who was, was uh, probably going to be a unanimous number one, especially had the bears not traded down. Could have, could have gone number one. Obviously he, he runs into, you know, the legal issues with, you know, the racing and the unfortunate events that happened in Georgia, but also at his pro day today, showed up 10, nine or 10 pounds heavier than when he was last seen. And, uh, and then during the pro day drills, I mean, dude looked like he was drunk or hung over or something like, really? like just was not sharp. Looked like us running through the, like on our 12 and a half sack season that we're going to have alongside Jeff Simmons looked like how we would play <laughs> like just not a very surprising. And so, there is a possibility that he falls to 11. I mean, probably not, but somebody will take him. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just not, he, he's not looking sharp. And I think his, his stock is definitely falling. I think the bears get him. Now, in line. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask. It does he fall to 11 and do the Titans take him? If he falls to 11. <laughs> well, the thing about two tone blue like, to, Hey, two tone blue, dude. If he falls to the Titans and the Titans take him at 11, on paper, A-plus grade. Because, of because I mean, look, he, he's considered to be the number one pick. And if there was there weren't quarterback-needy yeah. teams, he goes number one overall. Like, he's he was the most dominant player in college football last year, essentially. So Yes, but do you, do you go off of the... Do you go off of the, the film? Or do you let something like a bad pro day... Uh, putting on not just a bad pro day, like drills wise, but like by putting on the weight, you know, the, the legal issues, I guess that he kind of ran into is, do you let that overcome the film that he has put on? No, but I think you, you can, you can raise questions that raises questions to me. And you know, he's got a lot of questions he's got out there. It's going to be different. Like I said, with the Titans picking at 11, because there's going to be a handful of talented guys that the the team could go with. But like when you need an offensive tackle and you're in the mid twenties, you kind of got to take the best guy available or at least the highest ceiling, which a lot of people thought Isaiah Wilson had. I I know that's that. And that, and that, that adds for the Titans. That adds another layer to this cake of, uh, Isaiah Wilson somewhere like it's over Jose cake. Uh, that, that is, it, it's difficult because you literally just drafted a guy from Georgia in the first round 
who like maybe there was some red flags if they were they were maybe like a faint pink like they weren't like fully red you weren't like and then you draft him and all of a sudden he's just like yeah that football's not for me i don't want to do it and you completely wasted what was such a valuable pick that year on on a guy that is now I don't even know if he's still rapping anymore. I think he quit that too. So Isaiah Wilson is... lost a whole lot more than what the Titans lost that day they drafted him. I mean, he talk about well, yes. every opportunity yeah. in the world. His life could have changed. His family's life could have changed. Man, I mean, like that, For that, ge- that, that mind-boggling. That, not just his family, but like generational. Oh, like yeah. when you when you play a couple of years in the NFL and you get first round money. That's generational wealth that like you that's money that you like you pass down to your kids, your kids, kids. That is that that sets up a lot of people for success, not just yourself. Even if you're a backup like Andre Dillard is, he just signed a three year, twenty nine million dollar deal as a backup. Yeah. Left tackle. Like that, just, there's it, money all over the place there. Although I think it uh, is. He would have been it right is tackled. insane. Before we move on, let's first get a word from our friends at BetMGM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. It's March, baby. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Okay, before I got a few other things we want to hit on. Before we move on, is there anyone else I'm I'm forgetting? Is there anything else we want to hit on as in terms of signings, free agency, any tampering? You know, I good I love a good tamp talk. The Luke Gifford, linebacker from the Cowboys, the Titans signed. Very (laughs) athletic. Oh, yeah. That. That was the second signing the Titans made. So they signed Andre Dillard, a backup tackle from the Eagles. And you're like, "Uh okay, cool, 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 cool. At least we got the ball rolling. And then they, then they follow that one up. They're like, here, take this chaser. All right. In Chicago, it's like taking a shot of Malort and then chasing it with some, you know, some mystery sauce. And it turns out it's just, you know, it's like a vinaigrette. And you're like, what, what am I taking shots of? That's what it felt like with Andre Dillard. Cause it's like you took Andre Dillard and you're like, okay, cool. And then they give you, uh, was it Luke Gifford? Luke Gifford. Luke Gifford. They, they sign you. And I'm just like, what, who the hell? Like it, it felt to me like we were in the fourth year of a Madden franchise to where you're drafting these names that are just made up by the computer. <laughs> yeah, and AI generated. I- <laughs> Yeah, right. Like that's what it felt like. And but no, this is Luke Gifford's a real dude, and the Titans got him. A a linebacker, right? Linebacker, special teamer mostly. But yeah, he'll he'll kind of fill in back there like Dr. Gibby did last year. Jack Gibbons, you remember him for a few games? Ooh, I love I, is Doc Gibby still in the roster? Is he still I believe he's still he, there. Was, okay. 
Good, because I love me some Doc Gibby, dude. I think, I think he's he's a he's a real one, and I'm I'm excited to see uh, his doctorate play out. Last thing, little news and notes: by losing Nate Davis and David Long, the Titans are projected to get a fifth and sixth round compensatory pick in the 2024 draft. So not only did Rand Carthen sign these dudes, but by losing Davis and Long, he's adding a fifth and sixth round pick for next year. At least that's what it's projected to come out as. Love a good com- compensatory pick. Um, the, I, um, I, uh, yeah. So the Titans, so the Titans did tamper a little bit. They tampered more uh, closer to the actual new year. And now we are in the new year. Hey, Titans undefeated again. Not to brag. Don't let them get hot. Don't let the Titans get hot. Okay. You're Don't like, let oh, they're Rand Cook either. Dude, Rand cooking. Rand is my man. Is in. Did you watch the show The Bear on Hulu? Yes, I did. Oh, good. They, yeah, thank you, Chef. All right, that is Rand Carthen. He's coming in to this little Italian beef restaurant that was just poorly operated, and he's coming in with his. He's coming from the Culinary Institute, and he knows the way to run a kitchen. And he's coming in, and he's like. We're going to say yes, chef. We're going to say thank you, chef. We're going to make some Italian beef. We're going to make them fast. We're going to implement this new order ahead system. We're going to do all this stuff. And slowly but surely, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Don't get me wrong. But by the end of it, we're all going to be saying thank you, chef. Yes, chef. Thank you, chef. The system may shut down a time or two, but that's no reason to worry. Look, there's growing pains, as there are everywhere else. Just just like in the chef realm, in football, there are going to be growing pains when you move regimes. but. Real quickly, Austin, I want to get from you. Wait, wait did you re- did you see the movie The Menu? No, I didn't see The Menu. Uh, the Menu. Oh man, why do you got to push it with me after we get we we were both on the same page? I know. I, I I shouldn't have gone. I shouldn't. I should have just left it with the with you the bear because I was shocked that you saw the bear. But you The Menu greedy. is another good chef. If you like, if you like the bear, go see The Menu. Okay. Okay, okay I'll do that. And for and I'm going to do this without spoilers. But for anyone who has seen the menu, which if you haven't, go see it. It's so good. But if you have seen the menu, let's just hope the Titans end more like the bear and less like the menu. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> you know, like I want I want some more wins, not some more people. Okay. I'll just say that much. Okay. okay. Um, oh, real quick. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Yeah. So just, yeah. you know. We've we've kind of figured out who Ran Ran Carthon was as a person and just you know what what he brought to the job and everything, but we hadn't really seen him make these moves. After two days, two and a half days of free agency, what what's what's your just what's your initial reaction on Ran Carthon's moves and his his trends and you know just the ins and outs of what he's done to help build this roster for next year. Uh New episodes of the bear coming in June. Uh, how do I feel about this? I, to me, I'm sold on the guy and look, and I get it right now. I I'm in a vulnerable state. Okay. I am easier than, uh, the cheerleading captain on prom night. Okay. <laughs> I am like, I'm so, he could have done He could have just signed three Luke Giffords all in a row 
And I would have been like, I love this dude. Look at him go and get in it. You know, Rand just the fact that he... up on Rand Carthon's pulling up on your block in a minivan with blacked out windows, offering some candy, and you're mm -hmm. hopping in shotgun. Oh yeah, I'm saying, dude. Yeah, what like this? This doesn't look like fun dip. I'm still snorting it. Okay, like that's the thing. Like that, I like I don't I don't I'm I'm at such a dark spot that like he could have. Rand Carthen could have signed someone who play who hasn't played in the league in like six years. And I still would have been like, oh, dude, this dude knows what he's doing. Like, that's the where I'm at as a fan. And so, you know, like, yeah, I'm I admit I was one of those fans that like early on was like I was worried when everyone was tampering. But the Titans, I'm like, the Titans are the one team that needs to be tampering. OK, Titans need to tamp more than other teams. But the fact that. They, like they took a while and then they started getting the ball rolling. It didn't matter who they signed at that moment. If they, they, they could have like, they could have like, Hey, yeah, we, we, we signed freaking buck rising. I would have been like, Oh hell yeah, dude. What's that? What can you play on the offensive line? Oh no. He's, he's, he, he's a defensive lineman. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> that, yeah. Fine. Fine with me. That's uh, where yeah. I'm at. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just jonesing for literally anything. I've been in the wilderness of sadness. I've been I've been in a I've been in my my Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat and I just needed to see some light and ran came in with his little Zippo lighter and boom, now I'm ready to go. For me, I see the vision with Rand Carthon's moves. Like with all these moves, Aziz, Aziz Al Shair, Andre Dillard, Arden Key, Daniel Brunskill, even Luke Gifford, there's no real risk there. Only reward. Like he's not putting his neck on the line for some of these guys, and they're they're not they're not full time starters, or at least they haven't been in their previous stops. But they've got a lot of potential. All of them on the right side of twenty. Um, prove it deal for Al Shair. Andre Dillard, a fresh start and possibly a starting yeah. role at a premier position, and you get him for cheap. And if it works out, I mean, you're you're paying less than ten million dollars a year to a starting left tackle who's not a rookie. You got Arden Key. I think his best years are ahead of him. I mean, Brunskill makes makes sense if he doesn't start a yeah. right guard. At least he's he, you know he brings some you know a veteran presence and and competition at the position. I just. None of these moves, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, are home runs. There's not a lot of star power with these names, but there's no risk. There's only upside with all of these guys. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to look, the Tennessee Titans of 2023 are going to be one of those teams that are not going to turn a lot of heads. You're going to see a lot of people picking the Jaguars to win the South. You'll probably see a lot picking the Colts to win the South because Lord knows what the hell, no why the hell way. they keep doing that. But there's, they do it. They do it every year. They've done they it got every rid year of since 2014. Stephon gonna, Gilmore gonna, for a fifth rounder. Oh, I know. Yeah. They cut Matt Ryan. They don't even have a quarterback right now. And yet like they could go into next season without a quarterback. And there will be some in the media that are like, Colts are my sneaky Super Bowl team. You guys like they're winning the South. They're going to, you know, and, Every so you're going to get more of that. Okay. Especially this year, especially this year. Let me temper everyone's expectations that the Titans being respected and talked about as one of the top teams in the AFC, those days are gone. They have to be re-earned. They're, they're, they're gone for, for the immediate for now. future. Yes. For the Titans, the Titans can get back there, 
but it's going to be a lot going in their favor. And so go into next year knowing like, yeah, this is going to be a team full of no names for the most part, you know, quote unquote, that are going to be a lot of guys looking to prove themselves. However, with that, you also have to come in with the expectation that the Titans are going to be entering a year where they could be mediocre at best. They could. That's what you get. That's where you, when you, when you gamble with a lot of the names that the Titans have jumped in on guys who have backed up in previous spots, guys that uh, have yet to kind of pull up career numbers, you're going to get you're gambling a little bit. You're, you're, you're putting some money on, on, on red. You're putting some money on black and Hopefully, if it turns out, it could be a massive payday for this team. But if it doesn't, we could be looking at second or third in the AFC South and, uh, you know, a long season. But temper that expectation because if, you know, let's say 2023, the pieces don't fall into place, which they may not. And dare I say, they probably won't. 2024, you're in a better standing with your cap space, you're in a better standing with what you're going to do at long term at the quarterback position. You're at a bit better position. A lot more answers get solved. It just takes time. And that's hard to hear, especially for a team that we got a little taste of it on that AFC title run. And in the, the following seasons, the number one a seed in the AFC, that, that's, that's, that's a bitter pill to swallow. But the sooner we swallow that and we understand it, I think that the easier this season will be to digest. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It, it, it feels like a prove it year for the Titans. And a lot of the guys on the roster, you want to kind of find the pieces that are going to be around for 2024 and 2025, because those are the two years where I think you can get back in that conversation that you have been a part of for the last three, four years. But I do still think that there's a shot in the division. I, I don't think the Jags are, are you know that far out of reach for the Titans. You know, a couple things break right for the Titans. And they they've got a shot at a division title again. I mean, it's this we're we're in day two of free agency, or really day three. You've still got the draft ahead. You've got a lot of moves that are are still going to be made. A lot of free agents still on the board. The the Titans are going to have a shot to contend. And like we've said with Vrabel, I mean, his floor is really seven wins. We saw his, like that. That's got to be the floor. But you know, you bring in a new offensive coordinator. You've got a lot of new pieces. You got a new offensive line, which should be better. Because how could it be worse? You get Harold Landry back next year. The defense starts to become more whole. You you find an answer at inside linebacker. Monty Rice could develop into a player. Um, you know, the secondary could be improved. There's still a young group, at least at the corner positions. There's plenty of positives going into next year. Just because they don't have the star power on the roster, and they've got a lot of new faces and a lot of some of the veterans and the staples of Titans teams from the past are now gone. I, I don't think that puts them out of contention in the division. I still think the Titans are going to be in a position where they can fight for a playoff spot. It's kind of like what the Preds have been doing, a competitive rebuild. But unfortunately, it yeah, didn't really worked yeah. for the Preds that way. I think Poyle, in his old age, kind of ruined that by wanting to contend um, for a cup, trying to get that cup before he goes or dies, really, to kind of be dark about it. But Whoa, the Titans, but I mean, seriously. My goodness. 
Seriously. Shaq, you, you, first of all, you, you want to push Ryan Tannehill in front of a bus. You want to you want to literally oh, bomb God. the Parthenon. And now you're killing David Poyle? No, but I'm saying that like Father Time is going to get David Poyle sooner or later. And that's why he wanted – he didn't want to totally tear it down like Barry Trotz is doing over there. Wow, so Rand Carthon, who is not in a position to where he must contend for a Super Bowl and he'll sign you know, yeah. bad contracts like Connor Robinson left him with in order to to compete for a Super Bowl, what, Carthon's taking a methodical approach to this, and he's going to put the team in a position to win, but Super Bowl hopes are probably not there. I mean, they're not there, let's face it. What's the mortality outlook for, for Rand Carthon? Is it is, is he... Or how many years oh, we got left with him? Oh, he's just beginning. He, he's, he hasn't even hit the back nine yet. <laughs> Jeez, okay. All right. He's, he's Will on, you let he's me on, know when he does? He's on the green at hole seven. Okay. Okay. Good. We can get a, a hot dog at the turn. Um, Jack, I, I wanted to do a laughing at the Texans segment because I don't know if you saw the reports that they were fined um, by the league and are getting a draft pick <laughs> removed, like a sixth, fifth or sixth round draft pick removed. I, I really wanted to bust that out for old time's sake, get a good old laughing at the Texans in. But I got to admit, man, they're, they're, they're making a few like good signings and like some good moves in free agency. And they, the ta Texans tamped pretty well. All right. They did the Texas two tamp and I got a, I'm pretty impressed by what they, what they've done so far. So that kind of, that brought my laughter away from their, their discipline. I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't muster it up. However, I do think it is very funny what's going on on the North side of the AFC South in Indianapolis, cutting Matt Ryan. And for the, what, fifth year in a row, they will now be entering a season with a brand new quarterback? Yeah, and it, it'll probably be one of the guys they draft at, at four overall, in, unless they trade up Which, even higher that, to do it. Dude, this is, this is comical now. This is comical. You could literally, in fact, maybe we should do that. Should we do that? I'm going to, I'm going to schedule a tweet. Okay, for for March 14th, 2024 and from the Tighten Up podcast account. <laughs> and it's going to say the Indianapolis Colts are moving on at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the odds are you're probably going to be right. It, right. I mean, like like you could literally have scheduled that tweet out every year for the last four years and been right. They're finally I'm in a doing good. It. I'm doing it right now. Do it. Schedule it. But they're finally in a good position to draft a guy that'll be around longer than a year or two. I know they've waited and gotten guys like Ellinger and tried to make it work with Eason and all these guys. But they, they're going to take a quarterback this year, and it's going to be one of the top guys. I want. I just. I just can't. I can't help but think they're going to mess it up, no matter who they take. I just hope Bryce Young doesn't fall to them. I hope C.J. Stroud doesn't fall to them. Any guy that's not Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, I mean, it's a total crapshoot. Will Levis, I don't trust. Anthony Richardson's got a long way to go. I, I don't know. I this is a this is a tricky year to be picking in the top five and wanting a quarterback because there are no really surefire guys. At least I don't think there are. All right, at twelve oh one p.m. on Wednesday, March thirteenth, twenty twenty four. You will see a tweet from the Tighten Up podcast at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. The Indianapolis Colts are moving on at quarterback. 
Okay. And I mean, I think we will be right with this. I like our, I mean, look, Jack and I make predictions on this podcast all the time. Most notably with our season predictions. And we almost always nailed those. So last year we had a bad run. Yeah. 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 Look, bad runs happen. Okay. But this one, I feel confident in this one. Okay. The tweet is scheduled. <laughs> the tweet is scheduled. <laughs> I, I just can't wait till next March when we see that tweet. And I'll be like, I'm going to text you and be like, did you tweet this? And you can be like, no, did you? Yeah. And I'm be like, We're no, totally going to forget about this. <laughs> was our account hacked? What happened? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, Cause like the Colts will probably be like coming off of a Super Bowl with their rookie quarterback or something. And we'll just still be just like <laughs> two losers here. Let's be honest. They're going to draft a quarterback and then go out and sign some bozo in free agency. And they're going to end up rolling with him and they will start over one way or another. The Colts will start over at quarterback next season. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have to get to today, look, we started with a moment of silence. I think we also end with the moment of silence. So Jack, if you will real quickly bow your head with me, let's take a moment of silence. Has David Poyle passed? Oh gosh, no, Jack. No? Why do you keep trying to kill him? No, that is not. Oh my gosh. I'm just wondering. Jeez. I mean, it could happen at any moment. Jack, I swear from your freaking terrorist who wants to murder the Titans QB one. <laughs> and now you're trying to kill off one of the greatest, one of the most decorated GMs the city has ever seen. I know. Okay? Poyle's great. Poyle's great. Look, I love Poyle. I just think that he. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Here he rebuild. goes backpedaling. I just, dude, I just, you he, backpedal slower than Jonathan Joseph. Okay. <laughs> he just, he just, he dilly dallied. He should have torn it down earlier. Okay. All right. Let's let's take a moment of silence. For all of the Titans fans who had their hearts set on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Is it done? Uh. Is it done? Is is the trade? Do is you the know, trade official? I, it's not a, it's not official, but he did go on Pat McAfee earlier Saw today that. and announced that he does have his eyes set on the New York Jets. He is not returning to Green Bay. He had, we're waiting for a deal to be done, and but he found out last Friday, a few days after leaving the darkness, that he wants to return to a new different kind of darkness <laughs> in the city that never sleeps new york with the jets doesn't get much darker I, than the new york is, jets i to like this guy is seriously on drugs if he's like yeah i want to go play for the jets if and i on, get it they've got great offensive weapons they've got they've got a good roster built around them the the one piece they were missing last year was quarterback they started out 7 and 2 despite having uh, a a cougar hunter at their under center, but I still, I don't know, dude. I just feel like you go from a guy who, who likes 42 year olds to a guy who basically is 42 under center. I mean, I don't know. I just, I think this is, this is interesting. It again, yet another elite quarterback is brought to the AFC, which kind of sucks for the Titans. Literally every good quarterback in football is in the AFC. What the hell gives, but yeah, it's just um, interesting to say the least. And I'm just kind of glad that we don't have to talk about Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the offseason, right? Hopefully. Yeah, 
That's that's fine with me. You've got to be on some really strong drugs to want to go play for a team who has Todd Downing coordinating the passing game. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, he yeah. is going. They, they, so, he's going to rip his head off. Aaron Rodgers did tell Pat McAfee that Nathaniel Hackett was pretty much the reason why he wanted to go to New York. Yeah, dude loves Nathaniel Hackett, um, which probably hurts for Broncos fans to hear considering they were looking for a quarterback just a year ago and landed with Russell Wilson. It's like, damn it. Like Aaron Rodgers likes Nathaniel Hackett enough to go to another team. Why did they not try harder to get Aaron Rodgers last year? But this is uh, the deal is still not done. I'm really, as a guy who's on team content through and through, I'm really hoping that this somehow gets botched. And with the interview today, I don't see how that helps Aaron Rodgers cases or, or the jets case of landing Aaron Rodgers, because right now the Packers have all the leverage in this. They, and with that interview, they have even more leverage in this whole ordeal. They could ask for, we want two first round draft picks for Aaron Rodgers, a guy who you don't even know if he's going to play two seasons. I, this is to me, this is very, I hate talking about Aaron Rodgers because I think he's just obsessed with attention and it's very annoying to me, but I kind of love the way this negotiation is like is right now. And it, we're kind of at a stalemate. Does it happen? Does it not? That is the part that intrigues me. I won't believe it until ink is dry, but I do. I, I, I'm totally with you there. What are the Jets going to do? They just signed Alan Lazard. Like they, they're banking on Aaron Rodgers. The, right. the Packers can yeah, they brought in price they brought in, they want. They brought in Nathaniel Agat, a guy who didn't even know what the play clock was last season. Needed the <laughs> fans' help in the stands. They brought him in and they're like, yeah, this is going to help. They're doing all of these things to Aaron Rodgers. They're like, you know, they're like painting his bedroom the color that he wants. You know, they're they're getting they're they're buying all of the the groceries that he wants. They're getting the house ready and prepared for Aaron Rodgers to come home. They got they went to FedEx Kinko's. That's not even the name of the store. They went to the FedEx store. They got this huge banner printed up and they said, uh, welcome home, Aaron. And then. I'm just going to laugh hysterically if this deal falls through and Aaron is like either forced to retire or not play for the Packers uh, next year. Something's going to happen by that point. Lamar Jackson will have already been traded somewhere else. I, to me, this is just, I'm really hoping that the jets blow this. This isn't like trade negotiations at this point. This is like hostage negotiations. Like the price just went up. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I'm the Packers and I hear everything that Aaron said on that on on that interview with with Pat McAfee, I'm like, I mean, okay, like, yeah, okay. So he's dead set on the Jets. The Jets clearly want him. Okay, let's bump this price up a little bit. Let's look. I mean, he's still ours. Like, we still have ownership of him. You know, the Aaron Rodgers may own the Bears, but but the Packers still own Aaron Rodgers. So. I to me the whole thing is intriguing, um, but I think it does also give some closure to us as Titans fans, right? As Aaron to Tennessee is not happening. It's not. Uh -oh. it's, I mean, not that it was ever. It ever really had a leg to stand on, but it is. I. It's not. It's not even in the realm of possibility. No, and I, I don't know when the next wave of those old, those great old quarterbacks are going to come through. Where you know people are like, oh, maybe I want to finish out in Tennessee, like Peyton Manning and. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, of course, those rumors. But 
yeah, I, I, it's going to be a while for Titans fans before we get that type of drama again, I think. Um, Even oh, though it was kind of thing. man-made drama. Well, I, I lied about the last thing. This is the last thing I think uh, we should potentially hit on. Um, Jack, you, 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 you shot this to me earlier. The uh, Mike Lombardi on his uh, oh. GM Shuffle podcast was talking about Kevin Byard. So well, it's talking about the, you know, the DB market, but Kevin Byard's name obviously came up and said, quote, Kevin Byard, he's a really good player. They're trying to get him to take a pay cut. If he doesn't take a pay cut, they're going to cut him. Now, first of all, that that to me is. Is interesting on, on a number of layers, one that the they are looking to restructure him, and if they don't restructure him, they will cut him. That would that would sting. I'm not going to lie. That would hurt to see Kevin Byard. Um, get released, but it would also hurt in the sense that Kevin Byard can't restructure. And I don't know if like necessarily, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, like a restructuring of the contract or legitimately taking a pay cut. To me, those are two separate things. I think it's, I think it would, it, it it's extremely selfless for a player to take a pay cut, but I would never expect a player to take a pay cut because a, a NFL player's career is so short to begin with. I wouldn't want a player to take less money in that short amount of time that they have. However, Kevin Byard is a guy who has expressed that he wants to win and he will do what it takes to get back to the, he was very vocal at the end of the season when they Titans were struggling. He's like, this is the, this is the lowest uh, moment of my career where like, we just can't find a way to win. I, I want to end this. I want to be a part of, I think on the exit interview day, he was talking about how it like, I I want to, I want to get back to the Titans winning ways. And I want to be at the forefront of that. I want to be in Tennessee my entire career. So I would be a little surprised if he, if he didn't maybe like whether it be a pay cut or a, a restructuring, I'd be surprised if he didn't work with the Titans in that sense. But if he doesn't, I would not hold him at fault. No. Um, you know, Lombardi went on to say that it all could just be posturing and, you know, part of negotiations from the team. But at least, you know, they are having talks. And Byard's cap hit is $19.6 million in 2023. Um, just March last year, he converted almost $11 million of his 2022 salary into um, a bonus by adding a couple void years at the end of the deal. I wonder if he can, if they can do that again with him, but um, yeah, I mean, look, Kevin Byard at 30 years old, he's still productive. He's still a pro bowl caliber safety. He's still one of the best at his positions, but $20 million of your cap going to a, you know, yeah. safety is a lot of money. Right. I, it's, it's certainly like, like Lombardi suggesting, I think it's certainly worth a conversation. But we'll see what Byard's willing to do. He's always been a guy that's that's for the team, for helping the team. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully yeah. the two sides can come to an agreement without, you know, parting ways with Byard, who is, um, if it wasn't for Derrick Henry, you know, everyone's favorite player in Nashville. And this offseason, we've already seen uh, the Bills restructure the contracts of two of their biggest names, Von Miller and Josh Allen. And two Diggs. guys that are... And, and digs and digs the three of the biggest names they have on their roster restructure their deals to free up some cap space 
that to me, that just screams leadership and the wanting to win mentality. And, uh, you know, like, of course, everyone always talks about Tom Brady and how he never took that max contract. He never took that massive deal because, I mean, granted, it helped being married to a supermodel who was making more money than him in the first place. But he never took more money because he wanted that money to go towards other positions, towards winning. Uh, probably because he knows he's, you know, talent. He's a little limited in that to com- to com- department. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I do hate Tom Brady. Uh, but the, um, but I, and so I would love to see Kevin Byer do that. But again, I'm, I wouldn't, I will never, ever get mad at a player for not taking the most amount of money during their playing days as possible. So if he doesn't, that to me is not a, it's a sign of leadership when a player does that, but if they don't do it, to me, that is not a sign of leadership or, or not a sign of unleadership, if that makes sense. You yeah, know, like yeah. like if Ryan Tannehill doesn't renegotiate his deal to free up cap space, that doesn't say he's any less of a leader to me because these guys play in the league for so short amount of time, such a short amount of time, you need to grab up every penny you can so I'm I, like that to me is I'm okay with that. Yeah. And Tom Brady really set a tough precedent for quarterbacks with that by taking yes. pay cuts at yes. every turn because he's yeah, already thanks, made a jillion dollars. So, well, and, and yeah, yeah. That, and that's just, that's just on the money side of things. Not, not to mention, oh, the seven Super Bowl rings that everyone's always going to be compared to like Patrick Mahomes for as much success as he's had or this early on his career. He will never be like talked about like as like the greatest ever until he surpasses that damn seven next to Brady's name. <laughs> like that's the that's the thing. Oh, and then on top of that, Brady took a, like so much less money. And so, yeah, good luck trying to win a million Super Bowls while getting paid minimum wage while you do it. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the ridiculousness that is Tom Brady. And I hate him so much. But um, all right. I, that's all I've got for for this week i no no new breaking news or anything that's come out it's been it's been kind of slow but look we know how Rand works okay he starts off slow and then once he once he gets cooking then the, then he turns those those uh those flame broilers up and boom and we'll be saying yes chef thank you chef by the end of all of thank this. you chef thank you ran thank you ran Thank you, Ran. Um, all right. Uh, follow us on socials at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. Follow A to Z Sports on all things socials, A to Z Sports. If you are listening to this before games tip off, A to Z Sports has a uh, a bracket challenge that you should join. Go join it. Um, hurry, fill out the bracket and um, uh, and and play along with A to Z Sports. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. You can follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Jack, do you got anything for the road? Be patient, guys. It's uh, it's not all – the Titans have a plan. It's not all going to happen instantly. You just got to be patient with this new, reg- or new regime. I, I do I do like the start. It's a good start, I think. You know, they're, they're not knocking anybody. They're not sending shockwaves around the league. They're not knocking anybody's socks off. But – I, I think this is a good start. Stay patient. You're going to be able to figure out a little draft plan once these moves, once the dust kind of settles in free agency. So plenty of room to grow, plenty of room to get better, plenty of time to do all of that. Just just stay patient. No social media freakouts. Yeah, stay patient. Stay. Let Rand cook. 
Okay. Let Ran. He's just cook. greasing the pan, baby. He's just greasing right. it. Give him some I, time. I like this. I like, you know, it used to be in J Rob we trust. Now we're just now we're in the kitchen. We got to cook up a. We got new ingredients. Got to cook up something fresh. Okay. Dare I? Dare we're, I bring back a little Tannehill Pizzeria this off season? I mean, look, look. Maybe it's time to fire it back up. <laughs> that was a fun. That was a fun analogy last year, man. I I liked last off season when like hope sprung eternal. Little did we know what was ahead of us. But look, little do we know what's ahead of us this season, this off season. And I think our expectations are brought down a peg. And usually when our expectations are low, that's when the Titans exceed them. It's when our expectations are high when the Titans let us down. So keep those expectations low, people. All right? Keep them low. And that way, look, it's kind of like you shoot for the moon. Because even if you fall short, you're still amongst the stars. For this, it's like, look, lower the bar as low as possible. Because even if you clear, you're you're still... You're still jumping over your expectations. I don't know. I, I'm trying to go with something. This is it, it works. It's the end of the episode right now. Um, all right. Well, I guess with all that said, until next week, tighten up. Tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the 